Hello, hello. This is Kim Addis from Frame Mind Coaching, and I am so delighted to have you back for another episode of the Frame of Mind Coaching Podcast. As you know, we've changed directions, and now what we are doing is we're inviting really bold, interesting people to join us to get coached live and in person on this podcast. Today, my guest is Laura McCann. She is the president and founder of a company out of New York called Adora Therapy. Laura, welcome. Hi, Kim. So nice to be here. So tell us a little bit about your business and then let's jump in. Like I want to kind of explore some of the questions that you have today. Yeah, so my company, Adora Therapy, is a manufacturer of aromatherapy perfume. So we're creating this whole new category around clean um, perfume made with essential oils. And I started the business in 2015 um, as a co-founder. Today, I'm the sole founder. Um, And it was really to explore creating a brand. In my career in the past, I've done all kinds of other things from fashion to fashion technology, supply chain, mostly service businesses. And I've always been um, creative by nature. I'm a designer by training. I went to Parsons School of Design. And the idea of having a product and a brand was my, my next and my last, I think, in a long career of building businesses. Okay, so you've grown to quite a sizable place, but now you're ready to scale, right? Yeah, so we've been um, really trying to understand not only the the category, because we're in this white space and we're creating a category. So we've been early to market, the market's catching up with us, um, which is something that I guess throughout my career is something that happens a lot because I have this ability to see really into the future. Um, and because of everything going on with coronavirus and retail and wholesale, uh, and you know, how people are thinking of what's essential in their life, the, the category and the products that we create, which are mood boosting and mood shifting perfumes are really something we don't have to explain anymore. So we're really delighted and excited to be growing the brand, but we've pivoted to more of a direct to consumer model. And frankly, that's an area that I wasn't uh, expert in. And so there's been a lot of um, testing and trying, and now we're we're ready to scale. Okay. So let me just ask you a question. Um, If there were nothing holding you back, would you know exactly what to do to scale? Yes. Okay. But still, there's some kind of trepidation. There's two things. One is it's been really challenging to access capital. So to date, I've been the investor in my own business, which means that it's been financially uh, a big commitment that, you know, as you know, takes a long time to get to the place where a business can scale. So doing it with your own capital means you feel it in a whole other way. Um, The second thing is uh, I probably have a lot of entrepreneurial trauma (laughs) that I would say from the different businesses that I've been in, the different partnerships that I've had that haven't, uh, well, I've certainly learned from them, but they felt more maybe painful than joyous and certainly in the endings of them. And then the third thing is I'm 56. So at this point in my life, the idea of building something that's big, that requires a ton of attention and a lot of complexity isn't really aligned with sort of my 
current goals to sort of keep things a little more simple. So I'm really trying to redefine what it looks like to have a business that is maybe more of a lifestyle business that gives me all the ease and joy and creativity without all the drama and the complexity. And that's really where I'm at. Okay. So, um, there's so much here. I'm excited to, to jump in. You talked about entrepreneurial trauma. So, I mean, I, if we had an hour, I'd ask you to really kind of tell me all about that entrepreneurial trauma, but maybe we can kind of skip a few parts and just explain to me what the impact of that trauma was. So it sounds to me like you had some partnerships that didn't work out properly, that didn't work out to your hopes and expectations. And that some of your business dealings ended off in a way that maybe left a little bit of a bad taste in your mouth. Is that accurate? Yeah, that's accurate. Okay. So explain to me the impact on you. So how did that affect you? Maybe financially, personally, in any way? Yeah. Socially even. What I'll say is I'll maybe go to the, the healing part, right? So what it did provide is it provided a way to check in to see where there was a change a need for growth. And a lot of the growth is happening and has happened as a result of the pain, right? Because sometimes I think we need that to grow. And I think a lot of it came initially from a place of worthiness, right? That you're enough, that you're deserving, that you're a whole person, which is why my business, Adore Therapy, is really, um, it has the slogan, Adore Yourself, and I, I, I say I'm a life coach in a bottle. All the work that I've done throughout my career, I'm, I'm incorporating it in this product, which is a product that's designed to remind you to love yourself. And so part of that is to have, you know, to manifest through breath, through intention, and then knowing you're enough. Um, and that, you know, it all starts with loving yourself. So I'm doing that. I'm in that journey and I'm healing. But before I was able to really understand that's what it was. Um, What it felt like is losing trust, um, both in other people and myself, Um, trying to understand if um, what I feel like is my greatness is actually aligning with my results. So I feel like I'm so worthy of the biggest and the greatest, but my results may not be where I think they should be financially, primarily. I certainly feel like there's a ton of success and most people would say, wow, or envy me or all that, but compared to what I expect of myself. And I'm, again, I'm the harshest critic, which is why I have to remind myself and others to adore themselves. Um, it's not enough. And so, you know, living in that place of what's next, can it be more, can it be bigger? I call it the gap. You know, a lot of people know the Dan Sullivan, he calls it the gap. It's like when you're in the place between where you want to be and what you you know, and where you are, it's not a satisfying place instead of being in the moment and being completely accepting. Okay. So I'm really interested in exploring one thought. Okay. Like one specific, because again, we could talk for days and, and days, but I'm really interested specifically in exploring this whole idea of at 56 years old, I have a vision of what I want and what I'm doing doesn't match. Mm. Right. Yeah. And so as you're describing it, you're saying, hey, at this stage of my life, I can't, and correct me if I'm wrong, I kind of thought that my life would be maybe a little lighter, a little easier, a little more flowing, a little less intense. Mm-hmm. 
you're, you're, oh you're yeah, nodding. I'm nodding, I'm right. nodding and, and I, I'm having a hot flash <laughs> at the same time, in there. Just, to, just to make it more traumatic and dramatic. <laughs> right. Okay. So, so, so here, so here's my question. There's a part of you that wants to put the metal to the pedal mm-hmm. and there's a part of you that doesn't. Yes. Okay. So those two things together create, um, let's say an energetic Mm. conflict Mm -hmm. and really the conflict is, and I, and I kind of read a little bit about what you wrote and you said, I have an inter I'm I'm at a place where I have an intersection between my why my values and my next. Mm -hmm. And what I want to say to you is that what you actually have is a set of beliefs Mm -hmm. that don't match with your desires. Mm -hmm. So let me kind of play around with what those might be. Mm -hmm. You have a desire to really grow your business and you have a belief that unless you work super hard and jeopardize your uh, personal wealth, that that can't unfold. Yes. And that belief is the, the single greatest, let's call it bottleneck in your ability to thrive. Because your belief is, I cannot have both. I cannot have a life of ease and simplicity if I really want to scale. And Mm -hmm. so you're literally trying to scale with your foot on the brake. Mm -hmm. Because why would you scale if there's a fear saying, this is going to drain the living daylights out of me, both financially and personally? Right. They don't go together. No, they don't. And it's, and some of it is from me and some of it is my audience. And so the people in my life who care a lot about me, I think they, they reflect back that they see suffering and they see pain and they see, you know, they see like enough, like, why do you do this to yourself? They don't, they don't buy into the entrepreneurial thing at all. Right. So not only do you have your own set of fears that say, hey, like I'm worried about literally draining myself, mm-hmm. but I have people in my life who are saying, hey, you're draining yourself. Yeah. Okay. So, so now the belief is exacerbated and the belief is I can't have everything I want. Mm-hmm. And it's that belief that's getting in the way of your success. And yes. that's the belief that we have to kind of dig underneath and make some adjustments too. Great. So a lot of entrepreneurs have this idea that they have to line up their actions with their why. But mm-hmm. I will tell you that your why isn't that important. Shocker, right? Your why, my why, his why, her why, it's all the same. The reason we want anything is we believe it will be fulfilling, satisfying, enriching, meaningful. Our whys are the same. Maybe our avenues to get to the why isn't quite the same, but essentially our whys are the same. The more important question, in my opinion, is what's your why not? What is really interfering with the ability to have what you want? And right now, it's the belief that you can't have it. Why? Because your past experience shows it to you. You have all this evidence. You know, look at my clients, the people around me, everybody's telling me, right? You're, you're, piling up this evidence that says I can't have with what I want and live a healthy, fulfilling, satisfying, peaceful life. And as long as that belief is in place, you're going to continue to create the same bottleneck for yourself. Okay, so now the question is, can people actually have what they really want and live a life 
that's satisfying, fulfilling, and not full of drama and not full of stress? Is it even possible? Laura, what do you think? I think so. Yes. I, I think, I, you know, the, the work that I've been doing in understanding what triggers some of that around, you know, thoughts and chemistry and, you know, the neurological system. And I can clearly say that I've been working on unwiring 30 years of wiring that has been very much about using myself, my body, my mind, my energy in an exhaustive way. And to the point where it's made me sick or it's created all kinds of things that didn't work as a way to go back and say that wasn't balanced. So I do feel like I'm on training wheels. You know, I'm afraid that I get can go right back into that mode and I'm not yet good at having it be that I can be centered and I do, I go in and out, right? I go in and, and I feel like it's this roller coaster, but I can't consistently say that I'm able to tap into the place so, where I'm rewiring it. So, so there are a few things kind of like as we're looking at the time and wrapping mm-hmm. things up. There are a few things I want you to think about. I know that one of your great desires is balance. Mm-hmm. And I want to challenge that. And I'll <laughs> tell you why. Okay? okay. So I don't know if you're exposed to kids, but you go to a park and you see kids on a seesaw. You know, kids on a seesaw. Yeah. And what happens when they're in perfect balance? Mm-hmm. What happens? They stay, the, the saw, you know, it stays straight. Yeah, so, so yeah. what is happening when they're yeah. in perfect balance? They're both putting like equal weight and yeah, but what's happening? It's not moving. Exactly. Yeah. Nothing's happening. Yeah. So is what you're after balance? Mm. I don't know if that's what you're after. I think you're the kind of person who loves movement. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're after moments of balance. After <laughs> right. breath. Yeah. I don't think you're after a lifetime of balance. No. Right. What you're after is invigoration, engagement, some wins, Mm -hmm. a feeling of satisfaction, places where you're working hard and places where you're playing hard. You know, like, so this whole idea of balance is a little bit misunderstood. People are going for balance. And I would suggest to you that, you know, your desire for balance is really a reflection of the fear of what you don't want. So you're like, well, I don't want to drain myself. I don't want to give myself away. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to. And, and, and the problem with that is you haven't really defined what you do want instead. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so your job is to create a vision of what you're looking for. The team you want around you, the way your company scales and the way that you're living through it with satisfaction and eagerness Mm -hmm. and uh, feeling ignited but also feeling energetic as opposed to, to the feeling of dream. So right. there are a few things at play here. And you could write this down and whoever's listening and you're kind of feeling the same question. Number one is really, really take some time to define and design, craft your ideal state. What is it that you really, really want? Number two is ask yourself, like, what are the fears I have? What are the beliefs I have that prevent me from really buying into this picture? And let's start to challenge some of those beliefs. In your case, the belief is, I can't have everything I want because if I really go for this, I'm going to be financially drained. 
and personally drained. And if that's the case, no kidding, scaling is going to be hard, right? Because you're literally trying to move ahead. It's like an anchor is in the, in the water dragging you and you're not going as far or as fast as you can. Yeah. Right. So we have to do both things. Define what we want as opposed to what we don't want because you're clear about what you don't want. And part B is truly identify the beliefs that are getting in the way of you having fun with your pedal on the metal. Mm Because right now you're like, I'm scared to move forward. Well, it's been a a function of um, I'm an I'm an Aries. I want to go all the way forward, my head hitting walls, right? Um, you know, my, my dreams can't check, cash the checks my body can write, <laughs> right? So I'm, I'm trying to do it incrementally and to the pace that I can afford. And, and it's, it's slow. It doesn't feel right when it's this slow. It doesn't yes, feel, but, but, also, but I don't know how else to do it with the capital and the resources with me as the primary resource, because I'm the thing I can exploit the most at this point. And so, so really the, the key that I, I want to pass along before we wrap up mm-hmm. is that the way you think about your business and yourself mm-hmm. is the thing causing the greatest pain for yourself. Mm. Yes. Okay. So, and in your case, it's your beliefs about what's possible and impossible with your current resources, your finances, and all of that, and mm-hmm. the belief that you can't have it all, and if you do try to have it all, it's going to come at a huge personal cost. Mm-hmm. And that right there is the thing that's causing you great struggle. Yeah. I would say you're absolutely right because it's, I can, I, actions speak louder than words, right? What you see is what you get. And what I see is exactly what I feel and what I'm thinking. So we probably have to talk for a lot more and we can, <laughs> but for the purposes of this episode, I hope that we gave you some food for thought and yes. I hope that I gave you some things to think about and maybe journal about too. But I want to say thank you so much for spending this time with me, for sharing yourself, your story and being bold and coming onto the show with us. It is I'm so grateful. So thank you. How do people find you and learn more about your aromatherapy? Yeah. So our website is adoratherapy.com and you can reach out to us on the website or on Instagram or at adoratherapy. Amazing. And if anyone who's listening is interested in being on this podcast, please reach out to me. It's Kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. And if you don't feel as bold, but you do have a struggle that you're contending with and you want to talk it through, still reach out to me. It's Kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. We could definitely talk. Thank you so much. Until the next episode. 